morning. Good afternoon. Yeah, it's morning still, technically. Yeah, well, yeah. we have uh, we have quite the, the audience in here keeps growing. We got uh, we got Miss Lori, assistant, and then uh-huh. we got cameraman Mike roaming yes. around, and then cousin Tanya. Giggling my, in the corner. Yeah, my hippie cousin Tanya um, hanging out with us today. But man, I, I got to tell you, I missed it. I was going to say, it feels a little weird. I'm like, you know, there's times that I'm like, oh gosh, we got a podcast. And then, and then we don't podcast for a week. And I'm like, man, I missed you. I, I missed- feel, I, I feel like I got to get back in the saddle again. I know you don't feel like that because you go on stage on the weekends and stuff. But for me, I feel like, wait a minute, how do we do this again? We didn't, we didn't, we didn't miss last week. Um, because we just wanted to take a week off. We were traveling out of the country. Yeah. So I, I got this amazing call to do a VIP show on their Norwegian cruise line, the escape for their like frequent, they call them their frequent floaters, their frequent floaters, like <laughs> VIP, VIP stuff. Uh-huh. And not only that, you know, they found out how much I love veterans. So they were like, Hey, invite one of your veteran friends yeah. and their wife to join you guys for free. Now we only got to do three or four days, three days. Yeah. And they got, they ended up getting the whole cruise for free because they, he's a veteran. It was a seven day cruise in total. But I picked a very special veteran, Byron, because, you know, Byron does so much with his organization, Rescue 22. Please check it out. And they were just so kind and generous to us at Helicopters for Heroes. I wanted to throw them a bone and they came along. But not only did we have an amazing time yeah. on the Norwegian Cruise Line, which we will get into, um, they have rolled out a veteran um, program for veterans to be Norwegian cruisers. Yes. Frequent floaters, if you will. And they know you love the vets, so they wanted you to share to share all it, the details. You know, and, and a lot of times, and I've said it before on this podcast, uh, we get hit up constantly with, can you do this or can you do that? Would you endorse this? And we just don't, right? Yeah. Um, just because I look into it and I don't believe in it and, and I don't want to on this podcast constantly selling things. But when they asked me if I would get the word out about this veteran program, I found out about the veteran program and I was like, uh, holy shit. Yes. Turns out most of the executives at Norwegian are veterans. They're higher ups or vets. Yeah. So they, they put together a program. You get 10% off, you get free at sea, all the Mm add-ons you get buy one plane ticket, get the other plane ticket for free. Yeah. And then People that truly know veterans or were a veteran, this is how you know that they really know what's up. Because you do not have to be the veteran to enjoy the discounts. Yeah. You can be a veteran spouse. That's what I thought was so cool is that one, you can be the spouse of a vet as long as you have like your military ID and you submit that. And uh, because they realize that it's just as much a sacrifice for the spouse as it is for the actual vet that served. So that vet doesn't have to be with you. Like if the spouse wants to go, the discount is eligible for them too. And then the other thing that I thought was really cool is that let's say you book a cruise and then you have to go overseas for work. Like something happens and you can't go on your cruise. They will refund you. Uh, that's amazing. So we, I, I want to talk about our adventures at sea. Yeah. Um, man, I, I got to tell you, you know, we, we did, um, Tanya, do you have to leave? Uh-huh. I love you, honey. Thank you for coming. You. We'll see you next time. Uh, or in San Diego. Um, we, we had gone on a cruise, me and you years and years ago. Um, before we were married. Before we were married. I did a corporate show for a radio station out of um, Bakersfield, California, 
and I did have a good time and yeah. I had a blast, but it, it wasn't like this. And, and I don't mean to talk poorly about the other um, ship, but this ship, it, I don't, I don't know. It just, it seemed nicer. Yeah. Um, the rooms in the, in the Haven, is that what it's called? Yes. Were gorgeous. So on and, Norwegian, and they have like a sort of upgraded VIP section that gets their own restaurant and gets their own swimming pool if you stay in the Haven. And it feels like a real hotel room. It doesn't just feel like a, um, uh, you know, the other cabins, like bed, couch, everything's yeah. very tight. Well, now yeah. I want to take the kids because one of the rooms has like, there's the bed on the bottom yep. and then there's the bunk that comes down out of the ceiling that's so cool. Garrett would think that's the coolest <laughs> So, thing. of course, for me, I'm thinking, awesome, there's a casino, right? <laughs> yes. But but I got to tell you, man, like, got in, got comfortable. The food, tw- almost 24 hours a day, buffet. Not almost, yeah, there's always food. There's always food, yeah, but the buffet was room. open pretty late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, the food at the buffet was good. Yeah. I mean, I had a I, I had a blast hanging out with just me and you, you know, even though we were still technically working. Yes. Our stop, we got to spend the day in um, the, the Dominican, Dominican Republic. Republic. And, and, you know, you get to choose like excursions uh-huh. or whatever. And we didn't get we didn't pick the excursion, but Norwegian picked it for us. And it was drive around the Dominican Republic in a classic car. Someone asked me what year the car was. Do you know? Or like I, I want to say it was like a Plymouth, decade? like a 54. Okay. Yeah, it's like, it was like a 54 Plymouth. But it, there was two of them and they're like, which one do you want? The convertible or the one with AC? I'm like, fuck that. We're taking the one with AC. <laughs> so I ended up with the one with AC. But it was cool, man. Like we went to all these different places. You know, I, I had no idea how much rum the Dominican... Republic produces. produces, yeah. Um, which, by the way, it's so funny because it's all a a sales pitch, yeah. right? They're like, we're gonna take you on the rum tasting, you know, and it's like bullshit. You're trying to sell rum, right? But but it was still cool. We bought it. We bought some, um, but you know, and it's funny because they're like during the day, like, okay, let's try this one. Take it down, like, dude. People are getting fucking <laughs> annihilated. <laughs> Right. On the rum tour, the rum distillery. And I probably tour. would have too, but I had to work that night. I yeah. don't drink when I work. But I mean, people are like getting annihilated. And then afterwards, they're like, okay, into the gift shop where all the rum is, right? Yeah. Um, but it was still cool. Like, I, I enjoyed the experience. Yeah. And then we went to um, um, the museum where they, they're so excited because I guess a little bit of Jurassic Park was filmed. Oh, the house, that house. Which was, house? Was supposedly like the Jurassic Park house. From the movie, the original movie Jurassic Park. He must have Park. said that part in Spanish and I missed it. It said fucking Jurassic Park all over it. Um, but, and then they had the tobacco leaves and, the, and then the... The um, the Amber Museum. The Amber Museum, right? Yeah. Uh, I thought the Amber Museum was really cool. Yeah. Like that was really, really um, interesting. But I would say that the highlight of our day in, in the Dominican Republic, oh my gosh, we go to this place... And it is gorgeous. It's like a small boutique hotel. Presidents have stayed there, but they part of our tour was that they arranged for us to have lunch there at the restaurant of this resort. Casa Colonial, it was called. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. I'm gonna have to post pictures of my Instagram. I just like I was obsessing over the decor, and then we had lunch on the beach. It was gorgeous. So we are gonna post a bunch of great stuff on our socials, but we had cameraman Mike with us. So we didn't wanna post like 
you know, stuff from our phones. Yeah. So we were going to post some really beautiful things that we did and, and highly suggest the, the classic car tour because it is private. It's just you and your wife. And the driver. And the driver. And, and they take you to you. the best coffee spot and the best chocolate spot. And... It was it was cool, man. And, and the thing I'll say about the colonial where we went, uh-huh. the quaintness. Yeah. It felt like you were kind of walking through a jungle. There was no music. It was really tranquil. Tranquil. Yeah. There was no people running around. It wasn't loud. Yeah. We sit down to eat. Oh, my God, the view. Yeah. Beautiful view. And the food was out of the, like farm to table. So fresh. Oh my gosh. Unbelievable food. And I was just getting everything. I'm like, give me that. Give me that. We'll take coffee. Oh, you have fresh squeezed juices? Get that too. <laughs> right? We just, we went absolutely nuts. And, and cameraman Mike was with us. And then I'm like, okay, what's the bill? Yeah. Right? Because this is, they say the best hotel in the Dominican Republic. I'm like, all right, what's the damage, you know? And they, they bring it over and it's like 27,000 pesos, like yeah, 56 bucks. Three people, gourmet brunch. Yeah. Gluttony gourmet brunch. Yeah. Not oh just your All the fresh baked bread was so oh, good. It was so good. And we just had, we had such a wonderful time. You know, we hit the, uh, the, and then, oh, then I got to talk about Flippy. Oh, that was no. so much fun. That was, was awesome, so much man. fun. So a very good friend of mine from LA, um, who is a kind of a full-time Norwegian comedian. When the Norwegian cruise lines closed down, he didn't have any work. So he joined me. So a lot of you that saw me on the road two years ago or a year and a half during ago. During COVID, throughout COVID, you know, on your the, Florida dates, the especially. The COVID years. Yeah. Um, Flip was the opening act. Well, it turns out that I was on the ship and Flip was actually performing on the ship. That was kind of cool. On that particular ship. Like Norwegian yep. has plenty of ships. You know, Flip sometimes works out of Seattle or out of Long Beach. And it just so happened that it aligned. We were on the same ship at the same time. So Flip was like our, our uh, VIP liaison. Yeah. You know, taking us around, hanging out. He told us, us what shows to see, what um, restaurants to make sure and get a reservation at. Like, it was fun, it was awesome. man. And, and, and then the, uh, you know, I got to see him perform. You know, which was kind of cool too, because like I would walk through the audience and they're like, oh my God, Steve Trevino is going to perform. Steve, you know, and then people are like, can we get a picture? Are you performing tonight? I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, I'm like, don't worry. Flip is, is really funny. Yeah. So it was kind of cool for me to kind of sit down. You don't ever sit and watch a comedy no, show. Never, 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 never. Which but, I think says a lot about Flip that you s- sat and watched his show. Well, I love that's him. Not and, like and he's such a good comedian and such a good person. Yeah. You know, so we had Flip on the boat. Byron and his wife were with us with their two-year-old. Yes. I, I was surprised. We have decided, me and you, that we're going to take our kids mm-hmm. because it is such a convenient way to travel and vacation with kids. And see things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think, one, if you have, we talked about this, like teenagers, for your sister that has teenage girls, they can have a sense of independence and you feel safe about it because they're on a ship. They're not going anywhere. But then two, traveling with kiddos, if you want to see multiple places or hit multiple stops because you only have a week vacation, this allows you to not have to pack and unpack everything. You just put it away in the drawers and then you get on and off the ship and it's easy. And you get a full day at at wherever you're going. But um, I also thought it was crazy all the programs. Like they had a Harry Potter show. They They have specific shows for kids. They have specific activities for kids. They have a... Oh, the ship we were on had like a whole ropes course on the top deck. Oh, water slides. Water slides. I mean, the 
the the whole whole thing, right? Yeah. I mean, it was. I had a blast, and I, I really enjoyed. It's nice because you unplug for a bit too. Like, yes, you can get internet on the ship, but you do still kind of. I think disconnect. You know, the, the internet's not great. Yeah. And I think they do that on purpose. <laughs> to force you to chill out and unwind. Yeah. Uh. You know, I think they kind of force you to, to, and oh, so I was, you know, not even on social media at all. We were using WhatsApp to communicate because that yeah. was the, um, the best we could do. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's truly, truly, a, I mean, I had a great time. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so appreciative of Norwegian um, and, and my friends, Byron and his wife, to, to lay out the red carpet the way they did for them because they were veterans for free was just, yeah. you know, phenomenal. So big thank you to Norwegian Cruise because me and you definitely needed it. However, gosh, that was a hard week for me. Yeah. And I missed the kids so much. And then I came home on Thursday well, we for all, one day. We all went to Indianapolis together. And oh, we then, haven't even talked about it in Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. You're like, you were going on, but that's that's what happened. We just had like this one long extended trip, which is why we couldn't podcast. So we took the kids. By the way, let's talk about Indianapolis a little bit. What, yeah. I, I was. Oh, that's right. Indianapolis Children's Museum is amazing. Holy shit. Yeah, we did that. <laughs> Garrett, Garrett, seven years old, Delilah, two and a half. They both. Could spend two days there. Oh, for sure, you could spend two days there. It yeah. was huge. Yeah, I mean, what was it, like five floors? Yes. Supposedly, I don't know if this factoid is accurate, but I read somewhere when we were looking at it that it is the largest children's museum in the world. It is huge. Yeah. They have the whole sports complex outside. They let the kids like kick field goals. I mean, it was it's just so cool. impressive. There's like an area outside. There's areas dedicated to like each sport, which I think is so cool. Cause if you're a little, you kind of get introduced to golf, to baseball, to football, to hockey, soccer, hockey. Yep. hockey. Yeah. It was, it was cool, man. In, Indianapolis was great. I, I will say that it did bum me out. Indianapolis was the first place that I had. I did not sell out. And that scares me because it's like, do we go back? Do we not go back? Yeah. You know, when, when, when there's so many other cities out there that I'm not going to, that will sell out, that's when it gets tough. Cause it's like, man, Indianapolis, we tried once, Yeah. you know, several years ago, didn't, we did okay. Didn't do great. Came back several years later, hoping, Hey, can we get something going here? Not sold out again. So it just, it bums me out because I love Indianapolis. It's where yeah. I met Timmy. Spent a lot of time partying there. Yeah. So it, it just bummed me out that, that we didn't sell out. You know, will we try Indianapolis again? Sure, probably at some point. But it, it definitely puts them on the back burner. Yeah. And it sucks because I really like Indianapolis. And we we took the kids to Indianapolis not because we were like, ooh, this would be a great place for the kids. Yeah. We just took them because we didn't want to be that many days away from them. Because straight from there, you and I went to Miami to get on the ship. We went to Miami, so it was just one of those, all right, well, let's just be together. Yeah. And then to, to find that children's museum, which they didn't have to do anything else. No. they. Well, we ended up leaving to like have lunch and because Delilah needed a nap, but Garrett went back. Garrett was like, I want to go back. He literally was there pretty much from open to close. He loved it. It was awesome. And then, of course, the cruise. And then... Um, I get home on Thursday. I get well Wednesday night. We got home late Wednesday night. The kids we had the kids asleep in our bed, so we could yeah. just crawl in. And we with crawled them. into bed with them, and then Thursday I had one day. And poor Garrett, man, he was just 
He was a wreck. He was a mess about it, man. And, and, you know, crying and dad don't leave. And why do you got to leave again? And, you know, it just sucked. And like man. one of those like sobbing where he like, he's worked himself up so much that he can't breathe, you know? But, you know, uh, again, I, 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 when it comes to raising kids, I do believe that kids need adversity. Yeah. I think that kids need things in their childhood to overcome that that leads to them being more successful. Yeah. And, you know, as it is, Garrett doesn't have much to overcome. Sure. The thing that he has to overcome is that daddy goes on the road. Well, and we talked about that too. And just to realize that not everything is sunshine and rainbows and every job has pluses Uh, and minuses and in life, right? There are, there are great moments and we relish in those. And then there are sometimes some things that stink a little bit and we just got to power through and get through them. And I told him, I said, we listed, you know, I said, what are the, look at all the cool things that you get to do and see and experience because of dad's job like this and this and this, you know, and I like listed a bunch of things. And I said, I think if you told some of the kids at your school, Hey, your dad's going to be gone a whole week and you're not going to get to see him, but you get to go see Jose Trevino and the Yankees play. Yeah. I think that kid would say, you know what? Dad can be gone a week. That's pretty cool. But but again, you know, we're, we're scaling back on the touring, um, the amount of days I leave. We're, we're we're basically down to Friday and Saturday doing bigger venues so that I can be home this week. I'm only gone Friday. Yeah. Right. Because we knew that that last week was tough. So, you know, trying to make up, you know, trying to have that balance, man. I think life's life is a lot about, about balance. Yeah. You know, about trying to figure out how do I balance? Yes, I, I have to go on the road to work. I have kids and a family. Okay, what do I need to do? Right? I'll take them on the road when I can to the cool places so that they can travel and see the cool places. I'll travel less so that when we when I am home, I'm only gone two days. You know, yeah. Um, I, I will show that, you know, I will be involved as opposed to not involved. You know, I don't I don't always, you know, wanna be the coach. You know, there's times where I'm like, like, I, I would just love to, to, you know, there was one practice that I, I stepped off and I was bullshitting with the dads and man, I had a blast. I was like, oh, this is, <laughs> this is fun, man. We're joking around. Like I'm not coaching you. Um, but, you know, because I know that I travel, I want my son to wake up and, and, and be a, a grown man someday and look back and say, man. My dad really tried. Made so much effort. You know, my dad really tried. My dad coaches jujitsu. My dad coached baseball. Yeah. You know, my dad was with me all the time. So, I don't know. You do your best. And then then the scary part is, you know, we're going to have to start balancing how to handle Delilah's activities. Yeah. You know, I was talking to a friend of ours, the Evans, and, and... you know, he was like, oh my gosh, man. He's like, I got this on Monday and we, and then the, they have to split up and, yeah. you know, the, the mom one has to go with the to, daughter and, yeah. the, you know, and, and it's, uh, it, it's very hard, but, but I, I don't know. I also think that, that the world we live in now, you know, it, it, we went from parents of our generation that didn't give a fuck to now we over give a fuck. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like yesterday you got sick. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. And the kids were like, dad, let's do this. Dad, let's do that. That, you know, and I, and I think to myself all the time, you know, and I, and I do know how hard it is for you 
when you're solo with the kids. Yeah. Bedtime, having to deal with the, you know, doing all that stuff. Uh-huh. And, but sometimes it's like, I realize that my kids don't know the game, figure it out. What are you? So what were they saying? Dad, do this. Dad, do that. Well, no, were they asking the, you to feed them well, and take them to the restaurant? No, no, no. no. <laughs> they, they, they want constant attention. Play with me. Hang out with me. Color with me. Play-doh with me. You know, uh, wrestle with me on the thing. Let's build a fort. Let's do this. And, and then the laundry piles up. And... I got it all done, by the way. <laughs> no, uh, you didn't. Yes, I did. I woke up this morning to a shit ton of laundry. I got it all done because I was making up for the laundry you didn't do while I was gone this weekend. Anyway... The point I'm the trying laundry. to make. The point I'm trying to make is that I'm speaking of balance, uh-huh. there was something really valuable to the way we grew up, where our parents were like, "Figure it out." You know, I, I remember growing up and being like, "Hey, Dad, do this with me," and my dad's like, "No, dude, go figure it out." Yeah. Go to your room, leave us alone, and figure it the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, I knew how to. Sure. I, knew, I knew how to cook on a stove by the time I was ten. Yeah. Because it was figure it out. I think it might also be like a difference. I don't know if it's a difference in our kids between Garrett and Delilah or if it's like a first child and second child thing. But this weekend while you were gone, I was making muffins to take to the baseball tournament. And of course, Delilah is like helping me. So then I was like, Garrett's old enough to do this. Like Delilah actually wants to do it. I'm going to make Garrett do it with Delilah. So, but I think she is much more independent and wants to do it. Whereas he'll let me do everything for him, that child. So you could have done the laundry. Gone to H-E-B and bought muffins, but you decided to make muffins. Oh, it takes 15 minutes to make them, and it takes 15 minutes to drive to the H-E-B, <laughs> and then another 15 I'm minutes back, with you. so I'm not saving I mean, myself you any time. You could have also said, hey, Miss Lori, can you order fucking muffins to be here for the game? And you could have told her Monday, but um, let's not get into it. No I, I, no, I honestly was thinking about this the other day where I was like, man, we, I, think, I think our generation babies the kids and over parents yeah that the helicopter parent i think we over parent and over activity and over this and probably over stimulate i mean the helicopter parent was a term before covid pre-covid but i think in a in a through covid we probably parented even more we're all stuck in the same house together but but it's like you know talking about and i i know we talked about it on this on this program before but you know garrett's in what five or six um summer camps I didn't go to fucking camp. Are you kidding me? It was well. That's because out. we have to keep working through the summer, so they've got to do it, something. It was yeah, but our parents worked through the summer too, and it was figure it out. <laughs> you were running around town like a little heathen. Completely. I was running around. <laughs> Greg, I was running all over Gregory Portland, being a little heathen. But but again, it, but there was some sense of of independence to that. There sure. Was, there was some sense of of having the ability to go. I'm probably not going to do that because I could get hurt. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't want to hang out with those guys because they're probably going to go into the 7-Eleven or back then Maverick Market and steal something. Yeah. Right. So there was some, I, I mean, I think our kids need the, the figure it out game. The opportunity to parent themselves. Figure it out. Yeah. You know, hey man, go to your room and figure it out. Yeah. Well, can I watch TV? No. Well, so that's the thing is if you say go to your room and figure it out, they're, now they're like, they constantly have a device. And that's what's scary as a parent is like, you get annoyed with me when I have to send a code to unlock Garrett's tablet or his phone, but it's because we're so busy and we have so much going on. We need that reminder just as much as he did of like, Hey kid, you've been on that thing an hour, you know, and Rick's even talked about it too. Like with his boys who are older, 
what they have access to. Like you and I need to get caught up to speed on setting the I don't I don't you know the the blocks what needs to be blocked. No, I don't I don't disagree, but but I still think there needs to be a I mean there was times growing up where my parents were like go outside. And you'd be like, "Well, it's hot. I don't want to go outside." And they're like, "I don't care. Go outside." Oh, yeah. For sure. Go outside and figure it the fuck out. For sure. Go play outside. And you yeah. did. You found a stick or a rock and you threw it at your friends and you had a freaking blast yeah. doing it, you know. But can you imagine if you had a tablet or a phone or a device in your pocket? You as a child. I had well, something else in my pocket to play with. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a big deal. <laughs> but you know, look, again, it's it's like when you get mad at our kids when we're doing a three hour road trip and you're like, oh, they want to be on the tablet. I'm like, yeah, they do. Who wouldn't want to be on the tablet? Well, that's different when, when you're when trapped I, inside a car. We, but that's what I mean. When I travel, on the plane. when yeah. I travel, I want to listen to music. I want to play a game. Yeah. Something that keeps my, you know, fuck, we used to go to the hospital and have to sit there all day because my grandparents were in the hospital. And then it was like crossword puzzles or, you know what I mean? Yeah. But you still were looking for something to occupy your to time, occupy yeah. Your time yeah, yeah. you know, and, and these kids deserve um, to occupy their time. Um, so then... After the Thursday, um, I was off to Boston. To Boston. How was it? You and I haven't even had a chance to talk about it. Man, I've said it once. I'll say it again. Every family in the United States of America should take their kids to that area for a vacation. You love Boston. You always have. You've always said great things about it. I got to tell you. So I ended up in Laconia. How far are Laconia and Plymouth from Boston? Laconia was probably hour and a half. Uh-huh. So good distance. Yep. Stunning. Yeah. Beautiful little town. Um, lakes everywhere. Sailboats. I mean, it, it's just, it was gorgeous. Yeah. You know, and you, and you think about, for me, like, what can you do in a week in Boston? Plenty. Right? You want a lake and boat? Go to Laconia. Yeah. Right? Have a date to take the kids out on the boat and and hang out. And, and the landscape is just stunning. But then you can spend three days in Boston. You can go to Philly. Philly's not far, far. away. In one week, you can take your kids to Philly to see the Independence Hall, the, the Liberty Bell, and yeah. all the things that Philly has to offer. Which, by the way, the most museums in the United States of America second only to Europe and France, yeah. right? Um, and then make your way over to Boston, spend the whole day at the Tea Party Museum, Paul Revere's house, walking Freedom Mile, learning about you know history, yeah. cool restaurants, cool places to, to see and hang out. Then if you want to go out to the outskirts to Laconia for a lake day, the ocean's right there, right? And then I was in Plymouth. And by the way, Plymouth... The theater I was in, uh-huh. straight up fucking from the movie Back to the Future. Oh, remember the sock hop? The town square? No, the sock hop. The sock hop. I don't remember. I'm not as old as you. In the gym? Remember, Lori? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. When they were on stage, right? Uh-huh. And they were dancing. This theater was straight out of like... like, like it is the theater or it just reminded you of it? It reminded me of oh, it. Gotcha. It, was, okay. it was like a, a multifunction... It felt like a gymnasium with the stage, uh-huh. but there was um, bleachers on the side, chair. I mean, it was like a sock hop. 
like the movies. <laughs> but at both theaters, Laconia, that, that theater was absolutely stunning, absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. And then this one in Plymouth, and of course, I went to go see Plymouth Rock, which is not yes. nothing like you think. What was it like? The, the rock's like the size of this table. I feel like in, in storybooks, they always over-exaggerate, you know, this big old rock. That, uh-huh. You know, um, very small rock. But, but it was, I mean, again, Plymouth, gorgeous. Yeah. Beautiful little town. Looked like a movie set. Just stunning. I mean, sailboats. I mean, just gorgeous. You feel the history when you're there? Man, oh, my yeah. God. You know, and, and there's images, you know, in my head of what, you know, when you're watching history mm-hmm. or you're reading the books or you're learning about American history that you see out there and then it all comes together of like, oh, right? Or, or when you watch a Revolutionary War. Right. Stuff about the 13 colonies. Right. Yeah. The 13 colonies and these little streets that look like it used to be Europe and, you know, just very, very cool. And, and I really, really, I'm not kidding you, man. If you're a family in the United States of America and you love this country, how many times can you go to, you know, the beach? Right? You're just not a fan of the beach. It's not your thing. But that's another thing I liked about it is all the activities and the museums and and all the things that you hear about our nation, 13 colonies and all that stuff. You get to go and you get to see it. And I I don't know. It it was just an amazing... Both shows completely sold out. Freaking awesome. I I hooked up with an old friend of mine um, named Mike Young. So, you know, Mike and I have known each other 20 years. Mike and I... Mike got to the comedy store before I did, but you know, Mike and I were somewhat similar um, in the we're both trying to figure it out phase of our career. Yeah. Um, and and Mike's doing big things. He he just did a he's about to do a movie in the middle of doing a movie called um, Stealing Jokes, where uh-huh. he wrote, produced, and directed. Oh, that's awesome. He wrote, produced, and directed a movie with John Stamos called My Man Is a Loser. Um, so he's always kind of working on stuff. So it was really great to catch up with Mike. But then Saturday morning we wake up and Mike can't walk. That's so scary. Because he got vertigo. Yeah. He had never had vertigo before, but like he couldn't walk. I had to walk him to the Uber to take him to the emergency, to the minor emergency. Yeah. Because he was just so out of it. I'm like, Mike, you don't have to perform. And he was like, you know, I've never missed a performance but he had a sinus infection in his face, and then he ha- he had just had a root canal. So, so it's like the combo of the two, or what? I don't know. He doesn't know. Yeah. I know that Jerry, um, Lori's brother-in-law, my cousin, uh-huh. he went through a, a vertigo spell, and I, I, I could be wrong, but he, he at that time he was building microchips for AMD, and I think it was his eyesight. They gave him the vertigo. Yeah. From from focusing so much on those little parts that he was building. Yeah. I think, but I, I've never dealt with vertigo, but I know that people that deal with it will tell you, like, it is, you can't do anything. Yeah. They, you feel like it's you're- It's debilitating. Yeah. yeah. You, you feel like the, the room is spinning, you're drunk, right? Yeah. So poor Mike sucked it up for me. Did he go on stage he Saturday on, night? He went on stage Saturday night. And by the way, be, best set of the weekend for him freaking annihilated the room. I go, dude, you got to get vertigo more. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh, poor guy. And then had to get back on a plane. Like I would ima- I well, he, would think like his cousins were there and uh-huh. they were nice enough to give him a ride. Because he's he's staying in New York right now, Mike. Oh, okay, yeah. Because I would think that like getting on a plane yeah. and the pressure and all of that would play into it too. It was it was weird. Then his cousin was like, "Oh, I had it," and then he goes, "I went into the doctor, and the doctor knew exactly what to do. You get on your hands and knees and you do like a reset. Do you know about this, Lori? You have to reset the crystals in your ears. That's what he said. That you have to reset the crystals in your ears. There's crystals in my ear. Yeah. And then you have to do like some type of, right? Have you heard of this? Yes. Remember, I worked at a school for deaf children. Oh, you worked at a school for deaf children. So because they're deaf, do they deal with vertigo? Mm, I don't know. But you just knew a lot about the ear. Yes. Isn't that crazy? I had no idea. I didn't either. But his his cousin was like, oh no, my doctor put me on my hands and knees, Mm -hmm. made me do like this weird exercise, Uh and it was gone. So did Mike do it? Or Mike's going to a doctor? I guess he's going to do it. I got to call Mike, see how he's doing. um, And I was laughing too, and and I hope Mike doesn't get upset. But, you know, Mike Young is is somewhat famous. You know, he he is famous. He's an amazing comedian. Yeah, he's had lots of parts in movies. But he, uh, they use his name a lot in the TV show Entourage, right? So in the TV show Entourage, they're always using his name. Uh Um, Some of his best friends, not acquaintances, Uh uh-huh. Best friends include Leonardo DiCaprio, Tobey Maguire. I mean, big, big names. Mm-hmm. And, and I was laughing because I go, dude, I saw that movie about the poker, high stakes poker chick. Oh, Mo- Molly's Molly, Game. Molly's right? Game. Right? Isn't that what it's called? Molly's Game? And I go, I fucking knew you were there. And he was like, oh my God. He's like, I was there all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. Yeah. And I was like, of course you were. Because he's so into yeah. it. And what's great about Mike too is he's, You, you, I'm going to say this and you're going to go, how can he not be Hollywood but be friends with Leo and Toby? Uh-huh. Mike's very not Hollywood. Yeah. You know, he toured with Bob Saget uh, for a very long time. Through Bob Saget, he became friends with Stamos. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Michael Rappaport is one of his best friends. So when you meet Mike, Mike is not what I would consider Hollywood type. He's a, he's a very good looking guy, but but he was never Hollywood. You mean in his in his like attitude, the way he in carries himself, in his attitude and the way that he does things, and and you know, even at the comedy store, we always got along. We there's always, not an arrogance about him. There's I think not that's an what arrogance. You're to say. Uh, yeah. There's a. I, I think the reason that he does have those friends, because I consider him a friend. He he's always been very genuine. Yeah. You know, whenever I've had conversations with Mike at at the comedy store, they're always very genuine. Yeah. And he makes eye contact. He truly cares. And by the way, I haven't seen him in, in gosh, 10 years. Mm-hmm. And then It has not been that long since you've probably, seen like 10 years. Probably 10 years. No. Renee, we moved here seven years ago. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. Garrett was not even one. He was one. We moved here six years. Well, yeah, I guess. Seven years, six, dude. Seven years ago. Holy cow. So I haven't seen Mike Young in years. Yeah. But we picked up exactly where we left off. Yeah. He remembered that I love boxing. So we started talking boxing. I mean, he's just he's just a genuine guy. Yeah. You know, and it was cool. And where's and, he where's he from? Hometown. Uh Detroit. Oh, I didn't know that. He's about originally him. from Detroit. But I thought it was really interesting. Um and, and I'm not talking poorly about any of the comedians I've ever toured with. You know, Mike's been doing this twenty years. Yeah. Dude, Mike walked on that stage and I, for the for the first time in a long time, I'm I'm in the green room and it's like Rrr! 
I mean, people, you could hear the laughter through the walls. And I was like, uh -huh. oh, shit. But, I mean, Mike's a 20-year pro. Yeah. Uh, by all means, I am not saying that any of the other opening acts that I bring on the road are not funny. Of course, they're funny. Dude, Mike's like a headliner pro. And, by the way, does tons of theaters. Yeah. You know, he just did the arenas with um, Sebastian Maniscalco. He was doing theaters with Bob Saget. I mean, he's a pro, man. Yeah. And he went up there, fucking annihilated the room. And it was cool, and it was it was a good hang because it was, you know, and we talked a lot of comedy. It was just a good hang, yeah. You know, just to have somebody that, that, you know, was in the trenches with me back in the day to catch up. He's he's actually with me um, this week, uh, and then I'm gonna bring out some of those in Oxen Hill, yeah. In Oxen Hill, you know, we we missed Dave J desperately, and and you know, Dave Dave is kind of doing his own thing, and I'm very happy that he's doing his own thing. And Dave was one of those young comedians that I said, all right, well, let's take on a young comedian. Let's help him. Let's help him grow. Let's push him um, to success. Yeah. And I've done that, you know, several times over, over the course of my career. But this time I was like, you know what? We're not going to take on that young guy again. I'm going to work with guys that I think the number one are headliners, mm -hmm. but number two should be way bigger than they are. Yeah. Stand up wise. Right. Yeah. So Mike Young is one of them. Um, I got, uh, Jimmy Schubert, who is a veteran monster comedian, Yeah. who if you don't know who he is, you should absolutely follow Jimmy Schubert. I'm going to have him in Florida. Then I'm going to have, um, Johnny Sanchez, you know, Johnny Sanchez. He, he's one of those guys that, that through over the years, I'd watch him on stage and go, how is this guy not a huge stand-up comedian? Yeah. The guy is fucking hilarious you know a lot of people might know him from mad tv he played um little joker on mad tv but so i'm excited to bring these kind of big monsters out to the shows for people to to enjoy them to see out on the road yeah hopefully as much as they enjoy me right so with that being said i might as well talk about i got oxen hill dc area this week next week i'm doing um is it already single the mile weekend no, it's, it is. Yeah. Orlando and Jacksonville, Tampa. You're doing a Florida run. Yep. And then? You do Milwaukee, the Paps Theater. Oh, and Green Bay. I'm and super Green excited Bay. about that. Have you ever done Milwaukee and Green Bay before? I've, no, I've right? done Milwaukee. I've never done Green Bay. Ah, yep. Right? I'm excited about Green Bay as a sports fan. You know, I want to see Lambeau Field. I want to see what this town is about. It's yeah. The, it's the only NFL team that is owned by the town. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Uh, fact check me, Rick. Is that true? It is, yeah. It's a co-op. It's a co-op. Whoa. Yep. That's cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah. And it's just always been like that, right? So, you know, I want to meet these idiots that, that go to these games shirtless. They That's have super thing. fans? Oh, yeah. my God. Renee, in Wisconsin, uh -huh. they wear a cheese hat. I've seen the cheese hat. And no shirt. Well, why do you need a shirt if you've got a cheese hat? Because it's sub-zero <laughs> freaking oh. temperatures. Yeah. And I want to meet the I want to meet the wives of these men. I want to know if the wives at home are going, yeah, babe, you go out there. You don't fuck your shirt. Go be my guy. I can't yeah. wait to see you on TV. Or is that the wife like, you're a fucking idiot? Yeah. What are you, stupid? I'm gonna go with the latter. Probably yeah, the latter. Well, I'll say my wife would be like, you're a fucking idiot. 
You are not leaving this house without a shirt. Yeah. Going to a game. Well, I guess because once you put the cheese out on, your shirt doesn't fit over it. <laughs> that was so dumb. I like the dumb, cheesy jokes. Get it? Dumb, cheesy oh, jokes? Yeah. Cheese? You didn't even do that on purpose. I didn't. You didn't do it on purpose, but I caught it. It was a dumb, cheesy joke about a cheese head. That is hilarious. <laughs> um... <laughs> Oh no! But then after that, you're doing um, you're doing Nashville. Well, what? I fly home Sunday, uh-huh. and the boys won the tournament championship. Yes, you went straight. We had nasty weather this weekend nasty in Texas. Weather. The first game of the of Sunday morning. Well, the weather I think is really you got you lucked out Sunday with weather and stars and being able to make it to baseball. But the weather was so icky. They like delayed start the tournament that day. So I had not dealt with this team. I'm not going to name any names, but I had not dealt with, but this tell team. everybody the juice. Cause you know, you want to, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spill the tea. I had not dealt with this team. This team is an area team that, that has won several, um, rings over these past few tournaments. Not only that, they're, they're always the team that everybody wants to beat. And they 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 have knocked us out of tournaments. They come and they play. They well, come and they play. That's what I want to talk about. It is seven U baseball. There is still a um, coach pitch. Yes, the coach pitches. So I start kind of learning from the other coaches the way that these guys play ball, and the, and the way that they play ball is that they they constantly push their kids to force other kids to make mistakes. Not only do they do that, they have a crazy understanding of all of the rules. Oh yeah, like chess. They're playing a game of chess. So they are constantly trying to get every little thing that they can get. Every call. Every single call. As a matter of fact, they have their catcher every time looking at the ump going, he threw the bat, he threw the bat, he threw the bat. Like they, they train the catcher to tell the, the umpire, he threw the bat, he threw the bat. Then because then it's an automatic out. It's an automatic out, right? So that's one of the little things that they do. Another thing that they do, which this is the one that pissed me off the most. Tell that, us, Steve Javinier, tell us. That is the most shady, shitty thing you can do. So as the play is going, as long as the, there's still action the umpires continue to let the play go. Which means a kid could just keep running the bases. A kid can keep running the bases. So what this guy does, and he had done this to us previously, and he just did it that weekend, what he does as the coach pitch is when the player's bringing in the ball and the kids are are doing their little game on the bases, the coach will throw his glove up and look at the kid that has the ball as if to say, hey, throw me the ball so that we can kill the play. Yes. Well, our kid will throw it and then he'll put his hands down and he'll let the ball go past him so he can run his kids in. It is a shitty, shady thing, right? That one's bad. It's it's shitty. It is not against the rules, but what a shitty fucking thing. Well, because technically, right? how do you call it, right? Like as the ump, how do you how do you call that? You call it shitty. <laughs> You can't say anything. There's no rule. Yeah. But you can just go, dude. Right? So they do that. So you basically have to teach your kid not to throw the ball 
to yes. the coach. Yes. Even if he throws up his hand. Garrett will like go like this to yep. signal, hey, ball's out of yep. play. And, and yeah, Garrett will go to the middle and then uh-huh. the ump has to call it. Yeah. Right? But we have told our kids, do not throw it to that man. Because he will move out of the way so that his, right? Yeah. Shitty fucking thing to do, right? Not only that, they show up. They're playing loud music every time the kids go up to bat. Oh, right? well, that doesn't bother Again. me. That's like a little pump up thing. Each kid has their song. I mean, one of the kids' songs is like from Paw Patrol, the theme but, song from Paw Patrol. But when I learned that he did that to us, I wasn't there, but I knew he did it to us. Then come to find out that the Saturday before I got there, same tournament, he had done it to another team. And then that coach got very upset. And then that coach ends up getting ejected. Yeah. Because he was pissed. He was like, dude, not fucking cool. That that to me, I don't know about anybody in this room, but that to me is unethical. Yeah. To 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 trick a seven year old to do yeah, that yeah. so that you can make points is unethical. Right? You want to teach the kid to to call out when they throw a bat, fine. Get the out, right? Yeah. But when you do that shit, it's such an an ethical thing, to, in my opinion. Yeah. Is it against the rules? No. But are you a bad person? Yes. <laughs> that is a shitty thing to do. So I already knew you were playing these guys, yeah. right? I knew that they were, the way that they handled their business, mm-hmm. right? So first inning, I go out there and I go, let's go, boys. Be careful. They like to play that trash baseball, right? And then that set the tone. The dude at the, because the, I was over here by the first base coach, he was like, what? Trash baseball? Then stop it, bro. Then stop it. You got to stop it. And I'm like, I go, we will. I don't worry about it. We will, right? So they're pissed, dude. So then... They're pissed off. Then he's walking off. Now the umpires are like, uh, we need all coaches in the dugout because it is getting heated. Yeah. Right? Because all I said was, hey, they play trash baseball because they are always the bullies. I wanted to bully them. Yeah. And I wanted them to feel like, hey, you, you like it when you get a coach riled up and kicked out. Well, I'm going to get you riled up before you pull any shit on us, right? Yeah. So then... It's me, it's Kathy, it's their first base coach, right? We get the third out at first base, and the ump calls him out. I yeah. watched him get him out. And then all of a sudden, because you have the right to contest the call, they contest the call when all of us clearly saw the kid. I missed it. Oh I was God. with Delilah in the restroom, and there was a long line, and she had to pee so bad, I just had her in the sink. Because I was like, we got, I'm running out of changes of clothes. I was I so mad. It. And then I, I love it because because I told him, you know, in Spanish, I said, God knows. Yeah. God, God's going to know. Like, you guys are clearly cheating. Yeah. You, I would never in a, an, I would never do that. Yeah. Ever. No, I it, literally it, walked it, Now, out don't of- get me wrong. I would contest something that I really didn't see. But if I clearly see that my kid got out, he's yeah. out. Yeah. I cannot live with myself, right? So <laughs> Kathy gets in his face and he's like, oh, you want to be a cheater? You're a cheater. You're a cheater. And the dude was like, you want to get in my face, bro? You're calling me a cheater? And I'm like, yes, we're all calling you a cheater. And I said, and God will know. So then the next inning, the first base coach is like, he's talking shit like across the thing. I'm like telling the ref, like, hey, I'm not cussing over here. They are. Yeah. Right? So every time they come, hey, boys, we play with class. We play with class, which is not classy at all. We play with class. We play with class. It's called antagonizing, <laughs> antagonizing. Steve. Antagonizing. But, dude, they were off their game, and we ended up winning the championship. We go to shake And that's, you know, here's what made me the most sad. One of the things that we insist on with our kids is to win 
with pride mm-hmm. and to lose with pride. Yeah. We teach them not to be sore winners, but also not to be sore losers. Yeah. Right? And we've lost a lot this season. Yeah. This season has been a rough season for the boys. But when we line up to shake hands, we, we tell all the boys, classy, make sure you shake hands. Tell them they did a good job and congratulate them. Right? Yeah. And we, and we insist on it. And I'm very proud of our boys because they always do that. They know how to do that. They know how yeah. to do that. These kids, they were putting their hand out and then doing this. Like, they wouldn't shake our kids' hands. And then when I get to the coaches, the coaches, well, well the tough guy tried to, like, <laughs> shake my hand hard. And I'm like, son, get out of here. Go on. Uh, jiu-jitsu. I'll choke your ass up. Right? But then the, the guy that, that was the first base coach, he wouldn't even shake my hand. But then I, you think to yourself, well, that's where they're, they learn it from. Yeah. You know, and that's the sad part is that they're seven. We should be teaching these kids to have a good time. Yeah. We should be teaching these kids how to play fair. Yeah. Right? We I mean, that's be- the point of putting your child in a team sport, right? Like we've always said kids will do a solo sport, a team sport, and an instrument because there's value to be had from each of those. And and look, maybe maybe what I did was wrong, right? But, yeah. you know, for me, it was it was an eye for an eye. It was... I know what you did to my kids before. Yeah. And I know what you did yesterday and it's shitty. Yeah. And I'm, you, you are not going to bully us. We're going to bully you. Right. Because they like to be intimidating. They like to be bullies. They like to, and by the way, every single call was a complaint. Every call. Yeah. Every single call was stop the playing action that he was safe and arguing and, Calling the umps over. And I mean, every single play they contested. Yeah. You know, we've never done that. You know, and there's been times where we were clearly safe and they called it out. And we're like, hey, let's go. Don't worry about it. Which, by the way, after they got got us back on the field and overturned the call, boom, Garrett gets the out. And we're like, eh, well, God knows. Let's go. (laughs) Right? Um, But I just, you know, it just, it bummed me out because... You know, number one, it shouldn't be that way. And and to be honest with you, had he not done the throw the ball to me mm-hmm. trick, I probably would have been like, you know what? Leave him alone. Yeah. Right? They're, they're trying to get every advantage they can. They're contesting every play. They're trying to get the outs at the plate. Hey, yeah. Do it. If they're technically following the rules. They're, they're following they're technically the rules. following the rules. Yeah. But to trick a seven-year-old to throw you the ball... And then move out of the way is such to me. That's what, that's what made me mad, and that's what made me come out and call him trash baseball. Yeah, because that is trash in my opinion. That is not classy. Yeah. What What are your thoughts there, Rick? I'd love to hear your thoughts. I mean, it's an age thing for sure. Like you're right about it's trashy to do it to a seven year old, but you know, it's um, it's it's all through. I mean, if you're watching baseball right now. All with all the new rules, they're exploiting these rules to no end. There's new rules in baseball yeah, right now. There's yeah. A, there's, oh, yeah, it's there's, not even the same game. Yeah, it's not the same game. There's all kinds of different rules, but 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 yeah, I mean they're seven years old, and, and to I, I just I couldn't do that to a kid. Like I couldn't yeah, find that it. That feels ugly. I couldn't find it in myself to go. I'm gonna score two runs because I'm gonna trick this kid. Yeah. I couldn't do it. Yeah. It was shitty. You know, so the good news is we won. We took the ring home. We did a TikTok. (laughs) 
<laughs> the boys were so happy. Um, and we're going to face those guys again. And the beautiful part is I'm, from now on, when we face those guys, I don't have to say shit. Yeah. They're already going to want to beat me so bad. Well, you just have to coach the boys how to play, how to play with when someone else is playing that game. Well, that was... You have to prep them. I'm glad you brought that up because that was, to me, you know, we really coach good baseball. Yeah. And it was it made me really proud that the reason that they lost is because our boys play good baseball. Yeah. Because our boys were able to catch them slipping, right? When they were when they were doing this, you know, try to be tricky uh-huh. and then making you throw the ball and odds are at seven, they would miss it. Right. But our boys, we would throw it, they would catch it, the kid would run, we'd throw it again and boom, get them out at home like a real team. Yeah. Right? Because most seven-year-olds teams that they're taking advantage of Maybe they make that first throw and maybe they make that first catch to turn around and make that other catch. They is, miss it. That's yeah. what they exploit, right? They exploit yeah. that you're going to throw it. You're probably not going to catch it. And then we're going to score. But dude, we were like, boom, boom, boom out. And they were like, I mean, they were flustered yeah. with what happens. And that's the thing. It's like, you're teaching these kids to play baseball this way now. And they're finding a lot of success winning. Well, what's going to happen when they start becoming eight and nine years old when that is no longer a thing and they're going, how come we're not winning? Yeah. How come we're not, we're not going to the championship? Well, because that doesn't work at the eight, nine, 10 year old level. Yeah. Right. And we, our kids were good enough that they were like, no, 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 this shit ain't happening. Right. I mean, Garrett, boom, line drive to Garrett. Garrett picks up a line drive. And because that kid, that kid was, was trying to do that little thing. Boom. Garrett with his baseball IQ Fires it to first double play. Yeah. Right. When our kids were like, "Hey, pay attention," right. So it was it was just a great weekend of 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 baseball and well, I'm I'm sorry we're going way over time. Yeah. But, oh, but we are doing a Mother's Day podcast. It is happening. Yes, we are doing a yes. Mother's Day podcast. And you picked a charity. I picked a charity. Well, while we're working out the details, but we are doing a Mother's Day podcast. There is a charity. We had to change the dates because we had a very special guest lined up and then it did not work with her tour schedule. But there is a Mother's Day podcast happening. It looks like it's going to be um, Tuesday in the evening on Tuesday, May 9th. So the so, Tuesday before Mother's Day here in New so, Braunfels. Yes, it'll be here in New Braunfels. So this is for New Braunfels and New Braunfels area. Yes. We would love to come for you to come out. There will be an admission ticket. However, that admission ticket is going to cover food and things when you get there and proceeds will go to a very female mother charity. Yes. So with that being said, Aztec Chevrolet, God, we love you. Thank you so much uh, for all that you do for your community and for me and Captain Evil. Old Salt Coffee, please, 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 if you're going to drink coffee, get that Old Salt Coffee. It's absolutely delicious. Put Trevino 10 for your discount. And of course, our friends at Pick Cherries, go and pick a cherry so that you can cancel us. <laughs> That's a bad thing. Pick <laughs> Cherries when you can watch podcasts. Like never before. Like you can never share podcasts yes. like never before and you can also listen ad free. It's a very, very cool app. And you can also check out your friend's pick cherries so that you can hear what they like and then possibly you can get uh exposed to another great podcast yeah so thank you so much guys we'll see you next time